Messi. Oh. Oh. Messi! Hello and welcome back to Three at the Back. My name is Ben Henry Washford. I am joined, as always, by the lovely Luke Bosher. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, my friend. And the technically should be working right now, kind of, not really, Felix Parker. Uh, yeah, that intro could get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> he's, on his, he's on his lunch break, he's on his lunch break. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, how's your week been, Fee? All right? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I'm afraid I don't really have much any other business for you. It's been quite a boring week. Um, Didn't manage to make any decent observations from the weekend. So I'll I'll pass over to Luke, see if he's got anything. Unfortunately, um, Arsenal didn't. They weren't quite as amusing this weekend. Um, yeah. Upsettingly, no, exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's no, there's no pros, there's no pros for me to to give you this year. But I think we can all agree, lads. One thing that we can be united by is that FPL is just down the shitter, isn't it? Oh, dreadful. Oh, Absolutely yeah. dreadful. Yeah. yeah. Just a waste oh, of time. Don't get me started. I mean, to be honest, you're right, Luke. When Arsenal win on the weekend, it does it does really take a lot of the humour out of football. Um, you know, I most of my enjoyment, I'd say 50% of my enjoyment from football comes when Arsenal lose. So, <laughs> so yeah. petty. You're, you're, you're so correct. petty. <laughs> I was, well, I was, Everyone loses when they win. Yeah. Well, I mean, from from a from a broadly football perspective, fee for me and you, it's gone quite well, really. West Ham lost uh, to Man United, and Arsenal beat Tottenham. So, in terms of a the top four race, as it were, pretty positive for, yeah, for I, Chelsea. Yeah. I and just Liverpool. I, I just don't think we're in that race, mate. Oh, you I, are. I Grow up. I I don't I don't I just don't see that. Um, well, Chelsea I don't see are panning out. Yeah, Chelsea are. We we are. I, I just I can't see it. I can't see us putting together a, a run of wins at all. The penalties like, have dried lost, up for Salah. We've lost six home games in a row, and I mean, I suppose Fabinho back in the number six position is is helpful. I'm seeing a vast improvement defensively. And Hendo Hendo that. should be back after the internationals, right? No, I thought he was out for ten weeks. I thought he was out for a significant. Do you know what works really time. well in a podcast is uninformed um, speculation. That's yeah, always... you're probably right. Cut it all back. <laughs> well, I mean, Luke, Luke, Luke's the football journalist. He should know these things. I'm not. Oh, I'm not a doctor, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how long individual is... injuries last for. I'm glad you brought that up because this is like when you go to the doctor's surgery and they go, "Oh, you broke your leg, but uh, I'm not really quite sure what to do about that. That's that, that's the equivalent here. Have you had that you said... experience at a doctor's surgery? Because I feel like if you have so, had that experience, we should if you talk break about your that leg, a bit more. If you break your leg, do not go to a GP surgery. Go, <laughs> go to a hospital. <laughs> go to urgent care. Go to A&E. Well, it reminds me of when my mate uh, Stan, he, he jumped into a lake um, as, as a dare and he broke his leg. Oh. And uh, and me and my mate who were watching just laughed and said that he he got a bruised shin. Turned out it wasn't; it was a broken leg. Did um, he jump so, into a lake so, in winter? 
Was it no, frozen? It was, uh, it was early. It was no, it was early spring, mate. Um, not early spring. It was about May time, actually. It was. It was a lovely day, you know, perfect jumping in lake territory. Um, but he didn't realise it was about. It was. It was very shallow, and yeah, he basically snapped you his leg. You know what terrifies me about stuff like that is like he broke his leg, and that's bad. But I just think, what if he had dived in head first? Oh, it just gives me that feeling of like, oh, it could have been so much worse. Anyway, this is not football related. What is football related is that the mighty Arsenal took apart Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. Um, some very, very good content if you're an Arsenal fan. You know, there's little things that we cling on to um, in, in the current Arsenal and the way it is. Um, but I know that Luke wanted to win. He sent me a message saying so. He was an Arsenal fan for the day. I think that was the implication of the message that you sent. It was, it was, Ben. And it's all very, it was all very easy for Arsenal, especially when Tottenham play an Irish farmer at right back. <laughs> oh, come on. We're back to come farmers on. being the worst football profession. Yeah, I mean, Doherty's all right. He's not, he's not, he? he's not. He's genuinely, the difference between Arsenal and Tottenham was a bad right back. Yeah, I think Bale wasn't really helping him out much, though. I did, there was no cover for him. You know, yeah, but you don't buy Gareth Bale to come and cover your right back, do you? It's not really what you sign him up for. Uh, it's 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 uh, just the one position that Tottenham like ha- have had issues with right back forever, and they just don't seem to ever be able to solve it. I don't know why they signed the right wing back to play right back. That was always cons- con- I don't like Doherty was always most comfortable sort of bombing on um, for Wolves, mm. so it was a bit of a weird one. But yeah, I mean, still problems. For- for, for me though, for me it's kind of reminiscent of when when Antonio Conte managed managed Chelsea and obviously Eden Hazard, you know, last season and a half aside, magnificent player, but not defensively very astute or you know willing to get back in you know a, a huge fashion like Son or or Mane or other wingers that or Grealish really. But he played a three at the back system, which meant that Hazard was more free to to stay further up the pitch, and and he still had protection down down the left flank where Hazard was primarily operating. And for me, it kind of makes sense if you have someone like Doherty as well, play like a three at the back, have Roden or Alderweireld as the right sided centre back with Doherty further up, and you're and then Bale even further up, and you're playing sort of everyone in their best position really without losing any defensive cover down that right hand side. Well, they might get the opportunity to do that now that Son's out. I think the signing of Doherty, there is a parallel. And I'll take you back to the summer of 2006 when Spurs decided to sign Wigan right-back Pascal Chimbonda um, because he'd had a storming season for Wigan. Everyone thought he was the next best thing. Turns out it, it didn't quite work out. And it is a little bit like that, you know, the signing of Sorry, Doherty. Sorry, only your brain goes there. Only you. What do you mean? I haven't. I surely, surely you remember Pascal Chimbond. I haven't heard that name since. Yeah, probably, probably two thousand. What was it? Two thousand six. Yeah. Probably since then. Eight years so, old. So, so, so no, well, fifteen years. No, I was eight years oh, old. I, at the oh time. yeah, I was eight. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I just remember it like. You're yeah, Pascal Chimbonda. Well, do, 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 do you remember? Do you remember watching Sky Sports News or Football Focus? Going, I don't. I think Tottenham have bought a dud there. I think they bought a dud. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I thought it was a good signing. People thought, thought Doherty was a good, was a good signing. Sign. Yeah, yeah, I thought Doherty was a good sign. That's what I'm saying. The parallel is there. 
that people thought, oh, it was a good sign. Is there a actually... better feeling in football than everyone going, oh, that's a canny bit of business they've done there? And you just sat again, no, it's not. And then you're proved absolutely right. Like, I remember I got excited about David Luiz. I think because we were just so desperate for a centre-back and we were like, it's not going to happen. And then last day of the season, we got David Luiz. I'm like, oh, he was good. Do you remember that 2014 when he was, he was all right? And everyone was like... Well, that's that's obviously bad business. I think both of you were like, well, that's a terrible bit of business. And I was like, no, no, it's going to be fine. Then he got like five red cards in a single season. Yeah, I think it was worse than that, Ben. I think you told us that you won the transfer window because you signed David (laughs) Oh, well, we can move swiftly on from that. We don't need to bring up those kind of horrible memories. Um, The one thing I did take away from the North London derby, um, and I wanted to talk about this, and lots of people have been talking about this, Harry Kane. Bit of a thug, isn't he? Bit of a thug. I, th- I thought I, I thought it was a red card, yeah. I, I, I thought, thought it, it... Well, it's one of them where he's making no attempts to play the ball. And it's not studs up, but it's malicious. And it's only intended to hurt the opposition player. So I just... It, it didn't sit right with me. And he's the kind of player that I think... I, was, I said it in the group chat. I think people get annoyed when he does stuff like this because he so often gets away with it. If Diego Costa did that, I think it would be a different... I'm not sure. Like, I think cause he's got quite a, a good boy image outside of the game. When he backs into players and they fall out the sky and, and land awkwardly and, and, you know, it can lead to serious injury. It's just nasty. I don't, I'm not going to... I don't think Kane is a is a nasty player. I think, I think you know, every top striker has that, that little bit of ag- aggression in their game. I even remember, you know, you think of Robin Van Persie and how, how kind of beautiful a footballer he, he was but he he did have that that streak of there was often a little bit of an, a, a nasty edge to a tackle or something like that I mean Ruud van Nistelrooy had it Shearer had it I mean needless to say obviously Ruud, Suarez Sorry, Ruud, had it, but Ruud van Nistelrooy strikers. he was a he was a you see I, I don't think that you can I don't think it's realistic to get to the top of the game, and let's be honest, Harry Kane is at the very top of the game, without having a little bit of a competitive edge to you. And that that, that was, a, in my opinion, a red card challenge. And it was probably out of frustration. He was 2-1 down in the North London derby. He knows the season is sort of petering out for Spurs if they don't win the League Cup and if they don't progress in the Europa League. And, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I'm not gonna, I don't think he's a nasty player. I think that he has maybe a little bit of an edge to his game that, that all top players have. I don't know. It's a difficult one because I can't. I, I'm tempted more to agree with Ben because I feel like if Harry Kane, you know, had a had a South American or, or Hispanic name, he would be labelled as a dirty player, much in the same way that Diego Costa was. I actually think, in my opinion, Robin van Persie was a pretty no- dirty is maybe not the right word a nasty player. But again, yeah, that nasty I that I nastiness, I think. As, as you say, Felix, comes from that competitive edge of wanting to be the best and wanting to do anything you can to win and get an edge on your opposition. However, I don't think that means Harry Kane should be above criticism because he's England mm. captain and he married his you know, school sweetheart and he's got all the kids <laughs> in the family and he's a nice lad. Like He still does so what dirty you challenges. Like he, I, I agree, though he should have been sent off, and I think the wider issue with Kane and it's something I've I've said before, the backing in is genuinely dangerous. Yeah, massively. We've we've had this conversation before. Um, like like we always say, 
if we were if it was rugby, a far more violent sport where far more is permitted than in football. If you did that in rugby, it's 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 a, a foul on, on a defenceless player, and you'd be penalised for it. And I I want to see a rule change. I don't often say this where I want to see more rules brought in, but the way that and it's not just Kane that does it. I remember seeing Maguire do it on on Lacazette in a in a Man United Arsenal game. It's so dangerous. And one of these days, a player is going to come out the sky, land on their shoulder and break their collarbone and be out for a number of months. And I don't want it to be a case where we have to wait for the serious injury for the rule change to come in. So you're saying if his name was Horelio Kanos, he'd be getting... (laughs) A serious. <laughs> yes, that's the get, best you could do. He sat there for five minutes, <laughs> and the best he could come up with was Horelio Kanos. That's a good name. Is that it? Brazilian father, Greek mother, or yeah, no, Greek father, like, um, Brazilian it, mother? It's like you know, on pro evo pro evolution soccer, when it's like Merseyside Red or Merseyside <laughs> Blue, but they used to change the player names as well. Like I could see that one being one. Horelio Kanos. I like it. I like it. Um, I think we're all in agreement on that one, so we can we can probably move on. Um, also, I suppose Kane it brings us to the conversation of of international football. Are we all excited for the international break? The best part of any season, especially in a pandemic. Well, hey, do you know what I'm excited? Ex- do you know what I'm excited for, Ben? What's that? The Euros. Yeah, that'll be good. Not the senior Euros. Tournament football in March. The England under 21 Euros. Let's get behind it. Let's bloody get behind it. Tournament football in March. How spoiled are we? How spoiled are we? Are we gonna do any? Are we gonna do well? Are we gonna? Have we got a chance? We've got a banging t- mate. Well, the- Green- Mason Greenwood is in our team. Emil Smith Rowe, Hudson Odoi. Yeah. What banging front line that is. Have we got any defenders? Ben Godfrey. Ben Godfrey's class, mate. I like that. I like the squad that. is at the squad is actually pretty good. Has to be said. We have got some good players, but it, you know, leaves leaves a lot of good players. Yeah, we've got a lot of yeah. good players in the same position. It's the same issue that we have in our senior team. Mm. I yes, mean, the, one, well, yeah. the good just on the England under twenty one uh, squad announcement. The one one thing that I I did notice is that Jude Bellingham was conspicuously absent. From mm. uh, from the squad, which you know, take make of that what you will. Mm. But he had an absolutely storming De Clasica, um, I believe, despite Dortmund losing. And <laughs> yeah, I fully expect four him, two. <laughs> this fully expect him to be uh, named in the England squad, which you love to see. I do like to see that. Um, I do like to see that. Do I think it's maybe too soon? No. Well. I don't know. Why, why is it know. too soon? I He's d- playing for Borussia Dortmund, Ben. Yeah, well, Borussia Dortmund aren't having the best of seasons. He's he's been a, a shining light alongside some other members of the team, but they, you know, they sit, I think, fourth in the in the table. Threw away a two goal lead against Bayern, that would have, you know, drawn them closer. They haven't. It's it's a young squad, and they're making the the errors that a young squad makes. And I, well. I hope, I hope young Jude can make the step up that so many think he can, but we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, but what we will see is, is we'll start to see the squad that Southgate thinks can win him the Euros when it comes back to Wembley. Football's coming home. Evoke a bit of that Brexit spirit and get ready for the, the pints in the... Oh, it's, it's, it's all exciting I, to think I can't about. wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll go, I'm going to be there in the pub. 
with my beer, cheering on the boys, because that's Harry Maguire. Um, and yeah, bring it home, boys. Who will you be cheering on, Fee? That's the question. Which 11 will you be cheering on? Well, uh, I would I would hope to be cheering on a much different 11 that has either been put out by Southgate in the last uh, international break or will be put out by Southgate in this international break because of injuries. Um you know, I'm 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 not looking forward to this international break because a lot of our a lot of our exciting players, are, a lot of my favourite players, aren't going to be playing. Mm. Probably not not that enthusiastic about this one. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I suppose it's come to that time then, right? It, it, are we are we doing if you had your best possible eleven, or are we doing injuries in mind? What are we going to go no, for with I, this eleven? On right now, right now, okay. who's right fit, in who's this available? moment. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Well, when I'm when I say that, I mean like who is not ruled out of the tournament, basically. Okay. All right. So but you can't have Joe Gomez. I can have Joe Gomez. No, I know, but I can have Big Jordan Henderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if, if you, you want. Give you okay. Great. Great. All right. Well, so if, in, if I want, international... he's actually the best. He's actually the best midfielder we have. Nibble, um Look at what he's won. Calm down. Calm down. Right. So international break coming up. Euros in the summer. So it's that time. The eleven that we want to see played. Okay, Felix. I know you've got strong opinions about the England national team. So I'll let you start us off with your goalkeeper and your back line. What are you going for? Back back three. Nick Pope in goal. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. You know, if if it is a back five, I'm supporting Scotland. I've, I've, I literally, I mean that. I, I don't want to watch us play five at the back. It's dreadful football. Absolutely dreadful. Um, so, yeah, Pope and goal. Uh, right back, um, Kyle Walker. Centre-backs, John Stones. I'm probably, you know... Against my better judgment, I'd have to say Harry Maguire, but I do think he'll cost us. Um, left left back, Luke Shaw, on form. He's playing really well. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it shows I'm not biased. It shows I like Luke Shaw a lot. I think he's playing really well for United. I don't like Harry Maguire. I think he's a liability for both Man United and England. Yeah, I think we. I think this is an opinion that's shared across the podcast. Luke, similar. It's it's very similar, but for one, but for one. And it's an interesting one, and it's a controversial one. But my my change would be in goal for Felix's Felix's eleven, and I had to, I'd have to say on current form, I'm gonna kind of go with Pickford really because if you've watched Everton games, he has actually been quite good. And Nick Pope has the last ten fifteen games for Burnley, he's not been at his best. There's been a couple of more than a couple of times. Where he's let goal in, and I've gone. Keeper should be doing better there. Keeper Can I? Should, I'm trying not to let my my judgment or my bias cloud me, but I I don't think Nick Pope is on his best form. Can I make an unpopular claim? Nick Pope is not that good a goalkeeper. Like he's he's a perfectly serviceable goalkeeper, and he often makes the saves he needs to make. But when you sit behind a low block of two banks of four, shots that are coming in aren't ever going to be very challenging shots and I think that whilst Pickford is he is he a top 10 goalkeeper in the world absolutely not but is he better with his feet than 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 Pope yes it, might that be more valuable when we're playing against teams that you know we might need to play out of a press against so I think I agree with you I think I think Pickford he just pips it for me 
maybe not the better goalkeeper all round, but definitely the better goalkeeper for this England team and the way they want to play. I have to say, I don't in my experience, I don't necessarily agree with your rationale, Ben. I do think Pickford is is a pretty good shot stopper, but I mean, we've come to the same conclusion, so I can't really argue with you. Oh yeah, it's not it's not to say that he's not a good shot stopper. I think reaction reaction saves is good. It's maybe the way that he commands his box not as strong as as you'd like, but he's a diminutive goalkeeper doesn't mean he's bad and I think like you say he has had some good form for Everton so he's in there for me he's in there for me but I think we all agree on the back line which is interesting yeah definitely if Gomez if Gomez was fit he'd be in yeah ahead of Maguire for me what's yeah, amazing yeah. is I that Stones has, has, has battled his way back into that spot because I don't think that in the last international break that was on anyone's radar really and you know his form for City it's been it's been impeccable fair play to him I mean that it goes to show you know you can make a if you have a good season before a tournament, you can make the squad. Mm. I mean, it helps when you're playing for a team, you know, that that is in the Champions League and and, and plays at the top level. Um, it probably helps your case. You know, it's, it's probably a shame for someone like Tyrone Mings, who probably thinks he's had a good season, but he'll probably know, still be I, in I the squad Stones though, won't he? Him. I mean, you know, concert yeah, yeah. concert is better than Mings, but that's none of my business. <laughs> he is concert is better than Mings. Has yeah, he decided who he's going to play for yet? Because it wasn't it isn't there? No, a... well, he's never been called up by England. Anyway, we kind of digress. We don't want to. We, we, we want to go into the midfield. This is where it's going to get controversial. Um, but this is this is where it starts getting difficult because this is the area that England have a lot of good players, and you've got to make some tough calls. So, Felix, in the past, you've gone very attacking. I'm sure that you've gone sensible here. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm sticking with that. I would rather go out the tournament losing. 5-3 to France than in, for example, in the international break in October, where we were so defensive, we lost 1-0 at home to Denmark. It was genuinely the worst football I've ever seen played by England. We lost Grow up. So much worse Grow up. We went out of a European Championship to Iceland six years ago. Fair enough, but, but uh, you, you get my drift, like, if you play defensive football, yes, you might win 1-0 against Spain, but you also might lose 1-0 to someone you really, really should not be losing to. Denmark are not a good team, and we lost 1-0 to them. Well, I don't... I, no, come on now. Denmark are actually quite a good team. They have got they're a lot not, of good players. They're not. No, they haven't. They've got, they've got... I mean, it's well known that none of us really rate and uh, Christensen that highly. Eriksen, you know, he's, let's be honest, past his best. We digress. I don't think Denmark are a good team and we lost 1-0 at home to them. So in my mind, let's go attacking. Let's put our best players out on the pitch and let's make it a summer to remember, right? So Henderson's my six because although I think Rice has improved massively, I still actually think Jordan Henderson is probably still the England's best defensive midfielder, even though he doesn't play defensive midfield for Liverpool anymore. But when he did play defensive midfield for Liverpool, we got to a Champions League final. So I back him there. And then I'm... I'm, I'm I'm going to go with Grealish and Foden in centre mid. I just think it would be, I think it would be an interesting way Felix, to go. Felix Grealish has never played as a centre mid. He that's he true. plays as a ten from time to time, but it's a it's almost like a second striker ten than a, a, a ten that gets back. Yeah, but oh. all right, if you're pushing me, if you're pushing me to have an eight rather than a ten. Well, oh, no, you can I, have I a know. ten, but you've got I to play a Rice alongside Henderson. Oh, I don't want to. Well, that's to. what I, mean. I, you I can't. just want to put our best players <laughs> but You out. can't. Do you remember when we did that with Sven Joran Eriksson and Skulls played left mid? You can't put round pegs in square holes. Yeah, no, no, but we actually had. That was our best tournament. 
Euro 2004, the only reason we lost was because Mo- uh, Rooney did his metatarsal. <laughs> That's not the we were, only we were absolutely we, we were class we were class for that whole tournament. We scored we scored so many goals and we, we, we looked like we, we were a good shout to win that tournament. So I'm I'm sticking You were six years old, out. you don't remember it. Anyway, that fair enough. That's a mental midfield. Um Luke, can you bring us some sensibleness to the midfield, please? I will, I will. And I might get pelters. I may I may get pelters. And I think this is our midfield this is our midfield for big games, certainly. Mm-hmm. Because I've got Rice sitting, mm-hmm. um, mopping up as he loves to do. Deserves it on the season he's had. My only concern would be about this is that Rice has had a fantastic season, playing in a two alongside mm. Thomas Suchek. Um, whether he can then transition back into playing as like part of a one, um, I'm not. I'm just not sure because West Ham have not played that way this whole season. And I think it's interesting on Rice, and I'll go on a little bit of a tangent here. Everyone laughed at Fat Frank. Everyone <laughs> took the piss out of Fat Frank because they were like, why do you want Declan Rice? He's shit. He's, shit. he's just a Mark Noble regen, but he's actually he's really, really good. good. And really for my good. money, he's England's best defensive midfielder. Mm. I wouldn't really class Jordan Henderson as a out-and-out defensive midfielder. He's more box-to-box for me. Um, Rice is just quality and that's why he goes in and then alongside him I'd have Henderson in the right channel as a right sort of eight slash number four if you will and then I'd have Mount on the other side um, in a in a firmly an eight role in in what I think is his best role and where we've seen him play his best best most devastating football mm. um, and that would be I my have to th- say I have to say if you're pushing me to get rid of one of my number 10s I'll probably take Foden out and put Mount as 8 because I have been very impressed with It's too late you've recently. made your bed now lie in it yeah. you're going to put only yeah. strikers on the pitch fee. Can I can I just say about Declan Rice and I do think he's improved massively this year but I still I've seen watching him play for England and watching him play in that one rather than a two a fault of his which I've seen is that he does tend to let players run off him like he'll just he'll lose concentration for a split second and attacking midfield will run off him into the box and and that's that's a problem I agree he's better I think at marking the space rather than marking the man which I think mm. is why yeah. he works better in a double pivot alongside a Suchek or a Noble but West Ham have on occasion played three in a very defensive midfield they've played Suchek, Noble and Rice and I still think Rice has performed pretty well but yeah I mean yeah, Ben I, how's your midfield I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you it's it's pretty much the same. I I think that Jordan Henderson and Rice, both our best our best midfielders in that defensive role. Uh, you know, both of them can probably they're a bit better than the classic defensive midfielder in terms of their range of passing and and how they read the game. But if you want to go single or double pivot, I think either of them could play in the single and both of them could play in the double pivot. So it makes sense to have them there. And I'll be honest, based on a lot of the England midfielders I've seen this year and how they performed in the Premier League. There's not many that have impressed me more than Mason Mount and the way that he continues to come along and the way that he works hard for the full 90 minutes and not just the way he reads a, a, can play a ball and, and, and reads the game, but the way he gets back in and makes tackles and interceptions. I just think he can be a game changer on his own. And I understand that a lot of people will be like, oh, Grealish is the be-. I think Grealish is the better attacker. But in terms of all-round player that can play eight and move up into that 10 when needed... I don't want anyone more than Mount. So I, I got the exact yeah, but, oh, same as Luke. I'll just say, like, which other nation other than England would put the biggest... He was created the most chances in the league 
this season, and you two are advocating that he's going to sit on our bench. I haven't. No, no, Felix, Felix, we haven't got to the front Felix, three, Felix, mate. He's created. He's created the most number of chances playing as a fucking winger. Yeah, and we have not got to the ah, wingers yet. Okay. We haven't got to the wingers because. I'm well, just I saying. Still, I still can't believe I think, one of that means you're putting one of Rashford or Sterling I, on the bench. No other nation would I think do that either. The, the the fact of the matter is, and you say no other nation would do that. Guess what? Usman Dembele, when he was in the form of his life, sat on the bench for most of World Cup 2018 because Blaise Matuidi allowed the team to play in a way that won them the tournament. Sometimes pragmatism. You, is yeah, but important. Blaise Matuidi was also a really really. Yeah, he good wasn't player. a left okay, winger. So, so, do do your front three. Right. Well, I, 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 Kane is obviously a striker, and I don't think you can't start Sterling because he's he's. And personally, I really like Jack Grealish. I think he's phenomenal, and he will definitely have a part to play in the Euros. But who do I think is going to be more of a game changer, Jack Grealish or Marcus Rashford? For me, it's Rashford, but that's the kind of player that I like. So I'm sticking with what we know, what we know that works in that front three, that have worked so well on so many occasions for England. Um, And look, Grealish will play, and there'll be certain games that he's more suited for. Against lesser opposition, I think Grealish, he can pick defences apart with his passing. But against the big teams, where I want someone that can break quickly, I want Rashford and Sterling, and I want Kane dropping in and doing what he's been doing for Spurs, because it's been phenomenal. Mm. Mm. Interesting. For me, um, obviously Kane up top. Uh, for me, it's, it's Sterling on the left. And Rashford is a difficult one. I think Rashford plays his best football by far from the left-hand side. So for me, it's Sancho. It's Sancho on the right because he's just a baller. And he started the season very slowly at Dortmund. But sort of since December, the turn of the year, he has come into some some very good form, uh, I think. And I, I just, he's just, he just, I think he just offers something that, no one, no My... other, few, few other England players do. And crucially, crucially, he enjoys playing on the right wing, which mm. basically none of our other wingers do. You think of the likes of Foden, Grealish, Rashford, Sterling. They all prefer really to play from the left. Foden I like thinking, maybe I, look, can, can, And to be honest, if it was, if if one of them had to go to make space for a Foden or or Grealish or even a Rashford, that but. For me, Rashford should be an impact sub for England. It would be Sterling because Sterling's goal record for England is just not very good. Mm. Well, I I, 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 I I get what you mean with 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 um with Sancho and like he's a good he's a he's a really good player, but I just worry that he this is the issue that we have. Sterling, Kane, and Sancho all like to come a little bit deeper, come a little bit more central, and you end up with that compacted area that that we so often see where there's not enough space but i don't i don't think don't that's i don't think that would be pitch. too much of an issue because sancho is a right-footed so playing him pr- predominantly from the right wing i don't think he's gonna want to necessarily come inside too much and even when he does you've got kyle walker coming around the mm. outside on the overlap and then on the left hand side mason mount as we've seen in thomas tuchel's sort of system is very happy to operate from a wide left position so if Sterling does come in Mount can go outside it, I think it works okay well t- t- Felix Felix take take us home with your front three right you know my front three is is obviously Sterling on the right Kane up front Rashford on the left those three and uh, you can click this Ben right because I'm the only one out of us three that has put Sterling Rashford and Grealish all on the pitch Luke has got Rashford and Grealish sat on his bench, right? If he was in charge of England, what would happen? We'd go out, 
1-0 loss to, I don't know, Denmark, like I said. And he'd have to face the media and they'd just be like, Luke, mate, why have you got Rashford and Sterling, Rashford and Grealish on your bench? Okay. You've got That's Sancho. You've got Sancho. You've got Sancho. 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 Jaden Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho is a more Rashford exciting player. Jaden Sancho is a more exciting player than Marcus Rashford. That is yes. a fact, in my you've opinion. Put, well, no, different different kinds of player. Look, look, I think you put Rashford and Grealish on your ultimately, bench. Ultimately, it's a disaster. Ultimately, it goes to show that we've got an absolute plethora of talent to choose from, and we're lucky. But and I, I just want to make this point: often the teams that win big tournaments and this is a weird and I don't know if it's, it's causation or correlation I don't want to go down that route but often the teams that win these big tournaments are the ones that have the most players playing European football in the Champions League or the Europa League so if it came down yeah. to a choice between Grealish or Sancho or Rashford one of those players isn't playing European football and that's not to say that he couldn't but he's not and if I want someone that I know can play against the best players in the world and perform, I know that Sancho can do that. I know that Rashford can do that. I know that Sterling can do that. Grealish, it will happen for him, I'm sure. Especially if, if Villa carry on playing like they are, they might make a push for the Europa League. But it's the one mark against him that isn't against any of our other wingers. Yeah, am I thinking it's the same? But I've just not. I'm not selecting Declan Rice. I'm selecting <laughs> Grealish instead of Rice because I think Grealish. Is is the more is the better? Player, how can you, you how know? can you substitute a Declan CDM for Jack Grealish and expect not to lose the game? Because I'm thinking outside the box. Fair <laughs> enough. Putting Henderson in six. It's becoming. And I'm putting Grealish up the pitch. It's becoming it's very clear as to why you are not in charge of any kind of football tactics. And you do the. What are you? It's a about? blessing. You, you, it's a blessing, really. You've put Declan Rice in your team instead of Grealish. I don't agree with anything. You're you bonkers. Said. You're bonkers. But that's okay. There's room for a little bit of bonkers in life. Life. Um, we we like that, and we'll we'll see. I mean, if Southgate plays Grealish as an eight, I'd probably question his mental health. But it might happen. You never know. We'll have more of an idea um, when the the internationals are played. I've changed. I'm playing him as a ten, and Mount's my eight. You know. <laughs> so you're playing a double pivot with Mount and and Henderson. No, I'm playing Henderson six, Mount eight, Grealish ten. That's that's fine. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Felix wants to lose the Euros. Um, it's probably... I want to lose. I want to lose in the best way possible. But we could win if we played sensibly. No, we, we could can't win. win. We can't win playing sensibly. We lost to Denmark in the last year with a red card in the first break. thirty Stop. minutes. What are you talking about, man? Well, that's still our fault. Well, I agree, but I hope that Maguire doesn't get sent off in the first 20 minutes of a European Championship. But you never know. It could happen. Either way, pragmatism does your, does your bits in a Championship. It's, it's been proven time and time again. It will be a miserable, miserable summer that will conclude <laughs> with us crying into our pints because we've been knocked out. On penalties by Denmark after a nil. Can someone clip the start of the podcast where Felix is like, I can't wait, I'm looking forward to it, it's going to be amazing, to it's going to be awful and we're going to cry into our pint. Someone just clip that juxtaposition because that sums up every England fan's mentality. Look, we've been stung before, but this could be our year. Could be our year. Um, Luke, any final thoughts on England? 
Viva the three lines, mate. Viva the three lines. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Viva the three back there, Niles. <laughs> oh, God. That's no. when we get emails. Um, Fantastic. Well, it's it's it's, it's been a, a, a slightly shorter than usual podcast, but I don't think it's been any less full of quality entertainment. Um, Harry Kane to absolutely batter into some French centre-back and break their collarbone to win us the Euros. That's what I say. Um, I've been Benny Washford. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Luke, say goodbye. Goodbye. And Felix, go back to work. Yeah, bye. (laughs) We'll see you next time.